At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912 That's 800-403-5912 Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. But it's something else to watch two men at the highest level battle, and one may be favored over the other, but you never know what's going to happen. And and that's what that's why boxing is the way it is. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history. He comes on, damn the torpedoes, full steam ahead. Pedro Fernandez. <laughs> Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios, check it, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, aka WBC Boxing TV, often imitated but hardly duplicated, 37 make that 38 plus years now of knocking out all bums, who am I, my name is Pedro Fernandez, I am your ever so modest host, I'm also a four-time Golden Glove champion, as well as being an award-winning boxing writer. So, allegedly, supposedly, I know a little bit about boxing. But guess what? I've always found that the average fan probably knows more. So, if you'd like to impart, drop your opinion in. Here's the toll-free phone line. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, there's also the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. You can text us here in the studio. 415-275-1613. The studio text line, once again, 415-275-1613. 415-275-1613. It's 11.06, 11.07 a.m. Pacific time. That's 2.06 p.m. Eastern time. This is Ring Talk Live World coming to you for two hours live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217, and like a thousand other internet platforms. So I'm, I'm glad you're along for the show. We'll talk boxing and MMA. Of course, boxing hour number one. I'm going to concentrate on history to an extent and look back at the career of Arturo Gotti, Arturo Thunder Gotti, probably one of the most face-first, exciting fighters in the world, in the minds of a lot of people. I mean, the average square loved Arturo Gotti. He was a fun guy to be around, a party animal, no doubt about that. And, of course, he died very controversially. So we'll talk about his life and his death in depth today on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Once again, open phone lines all around the planet, 1-800-878-7529. is 1-800-878-7529. We're coming to you live on Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. This is video. We're rocking it from the city by the bay, San Francisco. California. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. It's time for some straight talk. 
You've got real work to do, but everyone's sucking up the free Wi-Fi faster than a mocha choco double frap on ice. So be your own hotspot. Now with Straight Talk Wireless, get 10 gigs of hotspot data with the ultimate unlimited plan. Just 55 bucks a month on America's largest and most dependable networks. You don't have to find a hotspot. You are the hotspot. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Compatible device required. See straighttalk.com. Time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. You can increase the return on investment of your marketing assets by repurposing them. Transform each one into at least two or three different assets to save time and effort that you can devote to other things. A blog post can become several social media messages and vice versa. A brochure can turn into a blog post and an infographic. Be sure to look for multiple ways you can use each asset and reach customers in different ways. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Black Friday and July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business and be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today. Microban 24 protects against Staphylococcus aureus and Enterobacter aerogenes bacteria, but does not provide 24-hour protection against viruses. Every time you touch a surface, you leave behind bacteria. Use Microban 24 sanitizing spray to keep surfaces sanitized all day. Spray on hard surfaces to kill 99.9% of bacteria and viruses initially, including the virus that causes COVID-19. Microban 24 keeps killing bacteria for 24 hours, touch after touch. When used as directed, Microban 24, touch after touch, it doesn't give up. Mike, room four is ready to go, like now. Indeed knows unexpected growth can stretch your business thin. Like at Dr. Moore's dermatology practice. To keep pace with new patients, he needs to get started hiring right, right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply. The Dave Single from Wendy's made with fresh, never frozen beef has the power to blow your mind. But now that the Dave Single is buy one, get one for a buck, as well as the spicy or classic chicken sandwich and the spicy or crispy 10-piece nuggets, Wendy's BOGO for $1 deal is going to blow your mind. And your speakers. Get these faves. BOGO $1 only at Wendy's. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Ballot for item of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with combo or any other offer. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. You know, I'm just excited. Uh, just excited to be back. I wish we could do a fight every night. You know me, Pedro. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, coming to you from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. Of course, a quiet week in the world of boxing because the heavyweight championship of the world was supposed to take place last night. I'm talking about Tyson Fury, of course, defending against the ex-champion, Deontay Wilder. Of course, the third fight after the trouncing the second time and after him getting beat up like a girl the first time. Sorry about that, girls, but the bottom line, it was like a guy and a girl. I'm talking about that first fight. I mean, with the exception of getting knocked down twice, Tyson Fury, I believe, in the ninth and the twelfth round, he owned uh, Mr. Wilder that night. Of course, in the rematch, he owned him almost every second. Or he didn't win a minute. That's my old saying on, on Deontay Wilder as far as the rematch was concerned. Didn't win a minute. So he's going to have a third fight. Why? Because 
I think he needs to cash out. I think there's nothing but cash going on here. As far as the heavyweight champions were, is concerned, Tyson Fury, of course, undefeated, like in 30 fights with that one controversial draw against Wilder. Um, he wants to fight. Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua is the, the mega fight. Of course, Anthony Joshua got out of his Sky Sports contract by getting a, a, a mandatory fight by the WBO, according to the World Boxing Organization, with Oleg Usek, of course, a former cruiserweight champion. So he's a little guy moving up, but he's been beaten by guys that are lesser than him. I'm talking about Anthony Joshua. Of course, Anthony Louise, Andy Louise beat him up and knocked him out. Of course, the second fight was a different story when Andy showed up looking like he had trained with um well, let's put it this way. He didn't train for that second fight. Everybody knew it. Remember the lines on the table? You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, bottom line is Andy Ruiz trying to put himself back together. But the heavyweight champion is Tyson Fury. I mean, the giant gypsy, no doubt about that. And the people that fight him don't believe that they're fighting a guy that big because he, he's six foot nine and awkward and he can box and he can do that Pernell Whitaker stuff at, at heavyweight. I mean, he's doing stuff juking and jiving and at, at heavyweight that Pernell Whitaker and guys like that would do it low out the weight and the lightweight. So the bottom line is he's got some adept skills as far as his boxing skills are concerned, no doubt about that. Now, he's dominated Deontay Wilder twice, but Wilder's got the that right hand. Outside of that, he's you know one trick. He's a one trick pony. Outside of the right hand, he's got nothing but a mouth. I mean, the excuses, the stamina, um, like the footwork, the jab, the lack of all this stuff. The lack of all this stuff. Didn't like to work the heavy bag, and now he's got Malik Scott. Remember Malik Scott? We used to talk about Malik Scott on this show. He was a heavyweight pretender at one point in time. Yeah, he took, um, put it this way. He had a very suspicious fight. A very, very, very suspicious fight with Deontay Wilder in Puerto Rico. I think it ended in the first round, but it was very suspicious. And you know what I'm trying to say by very suspicious? It smelled. Anyway, um, I think it was in the U.S. to fight the Athletic Commission when he got involved and said, you know, something was a little amiss there, but in Puerto Rico, they gave that a pass. At the end of the day, he is the new trainer, of course, replacing Mark Breland. Mark Breland, the 1984 Olympic gold medalist, the, the stud. He was, I mean, Mark was a stud. You know, I, at 139, and we'll talk about this a little bit later weight divisions, things like that. But at 140, I, there weren't a whole lot of guys I thought I could beat, could beat me. But at 147, there was Mark Breland. I remember we were in Colorado Springs, and I wanted to spar with him, this and that. And, and then I got next to him, sized up next to him, and I realized, this guy's like in another world. I mean, he's got arms that reach his knees, and he's six foot two. Okay, yikes, this was a nightmare. Anyway, I realized I could have never beat Mark Breland once I faced up next to him and realized this is not gonna, this would not go well if me and Mark Breland were to rumble. But that's 147 pounds. So later on in the show, we'll be talking with Stitch Duran in hour number two about weight classes, of course, what Stitch has got going on. He is the premier cut man of the world, both boxing and MMA. Of course, the heavyweight champion of cut man. I've known him for like, how old is he now? 60? I'm 60 something. I've known him for like 50 something years. Bottom line is he think he worked one of my corners when I was in the amateurs in a boys club fight. So the bottom line is we go back 50 years. Stitch Duran and I will talk about boxing in depth at hour number two. Now, Joe Joyce was a winner last night. Joe Joyce is the heavyweight sensation unbeaten out of the UK. Of course, he's a guy that he can fight a little bit. He doesn't look fat, but he looks thick. He's a thick looking heavyweight. No doubt about that. Six foot three, decent size, throws punches. Okay. Was losing against Carlos Tackham last night, but he stopped Tackham in the sixth round. Tackham's corner said he was suspicious. I say it's boxing. Listen, if you're not the franchise fighter, if you're the opponent and you give somebody an opportunity to stop the fight, that's on you. That's on you because you're not supposed to win. Oh, why am I saying that? Because I'm being true about this, okay? The bottom line is the matchmaker, the promoter, everybody in the world has picked you not to win this fight. That's why they say, hey, let's get a fight with this guy because we think we can beat him, okay? 
Obviously, it doesn't always work out that way, but most of the time it does. And as far as pound for pound is concerned right now, pound for pound fighters, Canelo Alvarez is going to go September 18th, of course, with Caliplant. Caliplant, the undefeated WBA title holder. I say title holder, of course, I should say champion, WBA champion, of course, out of, uh, I think, Nashville originally, now fighting out of Las Vegas. Decent amateur, but he's going to get lit up like a White House Christmas tree. In fact, if these guys were gay, it'd be domestic violence. This is the way it is. Canelo Alvarez in a league of his own right now at 168 pounds. As far as 175 is concerned, Canelo going back to 175, who knows? Andre Ward, of course, I talked about, talked about that in depth. Andre Ward, in fact, we'll get into that with Stitch Duran in hour number two. Of course, he was, uh, Andre was one of his his uh, he clients, per se. But well, Andre Ward, you know, I mean, Andre's Ward is in shape. There's something going on there. I really think there's something going on there because when I was watching, for the most part, I was watching Andre get old on ESPN. I was. We know, watching him age and this and that. And then all of a sudden, it's like he took the youth pill. Like he took the youth pills or something like that. And three months later, he looks like a, a well-conditioned athlete. And, of course, I hear he's working out with Virgil Hunter and those guys down there in Hayward, California. So the bottom line is, is he talking about a comeback? Will he come back for that one fight with Canelo Alvarez? Of course, that fight would make him more money than he made in his entire career. He wasn't a big money maker. Of course, the undefeated 2000, uh, 2004 Olympic gold medalist fought at 178 pounds, was really a middleweight, but decided he would move up to one, uh, to 178 to do a favor for a friend of his. But the bottom line is he fought at 178. Nobody thought he could win because he was so outsized, but yet he went in there and he outboxed everybody and won the gold medal. Of course, coming home, the 2004 Olympic gold medalist, he got rocked early on in his pro career, and then they were saying, oh, he didn't have a good chin. He didn't have a good chin. Well, the guy beat everybody in his path. The first fight was Kovalov, Sergey Kovalov, the then uh, WBO, I take it back, the coming back WBO light heavyweight champion. Of course, that was a close fight. Could have went either way. But the second fight, very dominant performance by Mr. Andre Ward. No doubt about it. Of course, he is the king as far as pound for pound was concerned. That, that weight error, I mean, 175, 168, he was king. Now, will he come back? I tend to think so. I, just, I mean, I just think the money will be just the, 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 the financial offer to fight him next May. We're talking about Canelo Alvarez or maybe next February. Would just be too much. I mean, if they keep saying, "Well, you fight for ten million, no, uh, fifteen million. I mean, you got to start thinking. When somebody starts offering you fifteen or twenty million dollars to fight somebody, you know, and you're kicking back at home and you're in decent shape, and then you have the confidence that Andre Ward has. I mean, come on, he hasn't lost a fight in his entire life. That one fight that he lost over at King's Gym in Oakland, California. I think he was a junior Olympian at the time, like fourteen, fifteen years old. He sort of got. Robbed on that one. Happens in the amateurs all the time. All the time. Um, but the bottom line is he got robbed in that one fight. So uh, technically, he's undefeated in life, both as an amateur and as a professional. So give him his props. How many guys can say that? Not too many. I mean, the great Ray Leonard can't say that. Mike Tyson can't say that. Vanderholt, none of these guys can say that. But he did. He retired undefeated. But will he stay that way? Of course, the only guy to really retire undefeated and stay that way that I could think of in recent years, of course, was Joe Calzaghe. The WBO and world 168-pound champion come to us, from, I think, from Wales. But he retired like at 40, 45, and you know, something like that. But the bottom line is he retired undefeated. You go back, probably have to go back before, I, like, the, uh, to Rocky Marciano for a big, for a significant fighter to retire undefeated. They just don't retire undefeated because this, this game is all about the young eating the old. I mean, that's just, you know, it's, it's life. It's sort of life. The, the young, the young, the young, you know, the young eagle eats the old eagle. It just beats up the old eagle. That's just the way it is. That's what you call boxing. Life is all about time and time is coming to an end for a fighter. And of course, he's a name in this and that. When fighters are names, they get 
they get used and abused, but they get promoted in a way where they can make themselves some money that they can't make in any other aspect of life. That's why it's so important for fighters to have additional outlets. Andre Ward, case in point, man, he's got he's got ESPN, he's got, you know, all these different channels. He was with HBO for a while, so he's rocking and rolling as a TV announcer. Now, is he coming back? I'm leaning towards yes. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live. We're a white little soul side of town here at the Tower of Power. One of the new, what do they call them, drops? One of the new drops. I call them albums or CDs, but they call them drops these days. These days. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking in the world of boxing and MMA. It's kind of rough, but that's all right with me. Because I dig the vibe and I like the company. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how 
simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call, that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. If it's necessary, I'll go 12 rounds, and I did. Did you go to school, so to speak, on what happened to Rosario when he knocked him down and then got knocked out himself? Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You took the words right out of my mouth. You know what I named when I named he- uh, Hector Camacho the Harlem Heckler. I thought it was gonna catch me some heat, and it didn't. He loved it. The Harlem Heckler, he loved that nickname, no doubt about that. May he rest in peace. Now, Arturo Gotti, of course, Arturo Gotti turned pro back in 1991. Didn't have much of an amateur career. I mean, he had some fights, but he wasn't like an amateur stud. wasn't a uh, national champion or like that. But he was a rough, tough guy. Of course, he would go like. Five, six, seven fights before losing a split decision. But he would rise to fame. And, of course, in 2009, of course, he died very controversially down there in Brazil. Him and his wife, Amanda Rodriguez, a stripper. By the way, she was a stripper. How many met her? I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to knock strippers. But, you know, she, uh, anyway, they met and they got married and they had a kid and this and that. And they moved, they moved semi to, uh, to Brazil. And evidently were hanging out in the hotel. And, of course, he ended up dying. And she said he hung himself. And people thought that she hung him. But the bottom line is, let's look at his career a little bit. I mean, I look back at Arturo Gatti. And I think of a, a face-first fighter. Of course, the guy was very exciting. I mean, if you were a, if you were that type of guy and you got off on face-first type of stuff, you know, like rock him, sock him, robot type of stuff. I mean, that that they had it going on. No doubt about that. 40 and 9 as a pro. He was stopped five times. 31 KOs, of course. I remember these the later stages of his career. I mean, when he beat... Jesse James Leha, I mean, me and Lay Jesse were pretty good uh, buddies. Of course, he beat him in Atlantic City. That was like in, in 2005. Then he fought Mayweather, and that was like a route, no doubt about that. And he fought a couple of stiffs. But the guy that he lost to in 2006, July 22nd, 2006, was Carlos Baldemir. Now, I'm going to tell you, if ever there was a guy that I could beat, it was Carlos Baldemir. He was the, he was a, he was a sad excuse for, he just was the saddest excuse I could ever imagine for being a welterweight title holder. He won a welterweight title. I didn't believe you not, but he won a welterweight title. Anyway, the bottom line is, he beat Gotti in 2006. And I thought that was it because we were in Atlantic City. Of course, that was like July, I think. And, you know, we're talking about Gotti being done and this kind of stuff. And he said, look, my fight career is probably over. And then one year later, he come back and he fought the guy who was like from the, uh, Alfonso Gomez who made his fame, I think, with the TV contender series back in the, about 2004, 2005. Anyway, bottom line is, he lost to Gomez at TKO in seven. Of course, that was in Atlantic City as well. And we knew it was all over at that point in time. But Arturo Gotti, a guy that lived in the fast lane. I'm talking about the, like, the the, the 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 carpool lane. I mean, he was just like cruising all. Every time I saw him, he was partying. I mean, and if he wasn't training, if he wasn't in strict training, I mean, strict strict training, where somebody had like was monitoring him and watching him and following him around, he was drinking. I mean, that was his that was his part. That was his that was his thing. He was a drunk to an extent. He was big drunk, and um, of course the the alcohol was just played right into his hands. He would hold these big parties in Atlantic City before and after fights. Not his fights, other fights. He would throw these big parties, like you know, get a restaurant going on and throw this big party, and Arturo would be leading the party, drinking, his drinking, 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 drinking. So he had an alcohol problem. So at the end of the day, in 2009, people asked me, did he kill himself or was his, did the wife kill him? 
And, you know, I'm sort of leaning towards the fact that he did kill himself. And I thought it seems it seems highly unlikely, considering the apparatus he used to wrap around his neck in this sense, sort of hung it from a banister and things like that. So it was a little weird how he did it. But it got done because you, all you've got to do is cut off the circulation in your brain for like, you know, a matter of milliseconds before you go unconscious. And after that point in time, you're D-E-A-D. Okay. So Arturo Gotti, dead, nude, uh, semi-nude in his front room down there. And, uh, of course, this was a big Big resort, no doubt about that. It was a big resort. Him and the wife went for like this, this get back together type of routine. Of course, they had some issues and they signed a prenuptial agreement. I think got six or eight weeks before this took place. And that's what makes a man that look so suspicious in the minds of so many people. I think Arturo Gotti's mother, I don't know if she's still alive, but she sort of thought Amanda was dirty in this. But yet, yet, uh, Gotti's brother, I can't remember his name right now, but he was also a fighter. He didn't think so. He thought Amanda, he gave, he gave Amanda a pass on that. He thought that Arturo was like, um, psychologically off enough that he would try to kill himself. And listen, when you do alcohol, the reason why I don't drink, I, I like drinking. I do. But you look back at my family tree, we got alcoholics on both sides of the family. Yeah, mom had a booze problem in later in life. Yeah, dad had a booze problem probably for most of his life, okay? Both my grandfathers, one of them really, really bad. Bottom line is, it's in the blood. It's in the blood. So I like to drink. But the next day after I drink, I don't feel hungover. I feel like bummed out. I mean, like nothing bummed. I mean, like bum, major bummers. And I just, it just wasn't worth the reading. The yin and yang just wasn't worth it to me. So I haven't had a drink since June 12th, uh, 2000, what, two years or two, 2019. And I feel pretty good about that. No doubt about that. But Gotti, Gotti was a big time drunk. He just couldn't get off the booze, man. I mean, every time I saw him, he reeked of, uh, he reeked of an, of an alcoholic beverage. That's the best way to put it. When he wasn't training, when he wasn't training, he was partying. I mean, he should have been a Bruno Mars song. I kid you not. But Arturo Gotti was the ultimate partier. At the end of the day, I don't think he. Um, I don't think he was murdered. I think. I think he committed suicide. I think he was. A, he was weak. I think the fact that, you know, all this booze and, and and drugs and the fact that you know your head your head's been pounded on like a Congo drum and it wasn't like he wasn't a face first fighter. We talked about that in depth. He was Mister Face First Fighter. So when you fight with your face. Spit tends to happen. When I say spit, I say spit with an H. No doubt about that. Now, somebody shot me a text here wanting me to tell an Eddie the Clot Aliano story. Of course, he was a cut man. I think he was from the East Coast, anyway, Philly, New York, somewhere around there. But he worked with a lot of big guys, and most notably, he worked with a guy that I knew by um, Iran Barkley. So, anyway, Eddie the Clot Aliano. I'm looking around here on Twitch.tv because I don't want to tell the story with Eddie in the room. Actually, Eddie's spirit would be in the room. But Eddie was a cool guy. But Eddie cheated. Eddie used to use Moncel solution, which was um, a toxic thing. It was sort of – it had some uh, – it was an oil, oil petroleum product. So it burned the cut back together. So when you <clears throat> you would see these cuts on TV – with these old boxers in the old days like Carmen Lucilio and Sugar Ray Robinson. But you saw it especially on the white fighters. Is they would have this black, they'd have this cut, but there would be this black stuff underneath it. And that was the Moncel solution that they would use in order to close the cut. But it had metallic particles in it. It had some type of metallic particles. So when Iran Barkley fought Thomas Hearns in June of 1988, who was there? Eddie the Clot Aliano working Barkley's corner. Now Barkley was bleeding like... Like a sieve. I mean, Barkley was, it was like a river of blood coming out of him. I said to myself, well, won't be too long before this one's over. And I was right. Barkley ended up knocking him out. I didn't think Barkley was going to knock him out because Tommy Hearns was in control. But Tommy was pounding, I mean, pounding on Iran Barkley. But Iran Barkley bleeding like a pig, okay? But Eddie the Clot Aliano used some Moncel solution on him that day, got the clothes, cut the clothes. Of course, Iran against the ropes, 
bang, landed that big left hook, I think, and it was while she rode for as far as Thomas Hearns was concerned that day. And, of course, Tommy couldn't beat him in the rematch like two years later at 175 pounds. But that day, wow, there was just no doubt about it. Iran Barkley was on top, and the reason why he was able to stay in that fight a little bit later, I think, a little bit longer, was the fact that Eddie the Clot Aliano, who I used to call the human tampon. Only I use a different word for tampon. But the bottom line is he, yeah, he, he was a guy. He, as far as stopping cuts was concerned, he was a guy. But he used Monsell solution a lot. Of course, that was some of the old guys, uh, use that and it's, it's illegal now. It's been illegal for decades. But, you know, he, he sort of snuck it in there in the eighties and there's no doubt about that. But he was a good guy, good guy to be around. Didn't talk too much. Always had a Q-tip in his mouth, but he was classy. He treated me with respect and, um, Eddie the Claude Aliano was a good guy. And I'll play, listen, when I say he cheated, and use a Monsell solution, it was sort of like, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it was an illegal solution to use, but it really wasn't illegal per se back there as far as boxing was concerned. So basically anything went back in that, in that era leading up to the 80s. Of course, the Athletic Commission seemed to get their act together in the 1980s, especially like the Nevada State Athletic Commission. The New York State Athletic Commission has always been vastly overrated. They have, of course, I think Randy Gordon was running that for a while. He had a good team going on. And Floyd Patterson was the head of the uh, New York State Athletic Commission, a former two-time world heavyweight champion. Of course, Floyd and I, Floyd and I have some great memories, but I remember Floyd, like, they asked him, well, who's your secretary? They put him in a deposition. You know, because he had Alzheimer's and he was dementia and this thing. And he's the head of the athletic commission, okay, or the figurehead of the athletic commission. So anyway, they asked him who his secretary was and he didn't know. So yeah, he didn't know. So I knew Floyd was going. I mean, I was caught Floyd like in 1985, we were together. No, 1995, we were together in Kansas City, Missouri, of course, for the Tommy Morris and Razor Ruddick fight. That's when I went and took... Uh, Took Buster Douglas's trainer almost apart, reached across the table at him, and he wouldn't get up. Jack Russell or something. I think Jack Russell. He wouldn't get up. But, but you know, <laughs> it, it, how can I put this? It was a raucous. It was a raucous occasion. There's no doubt about it. But Floyd said to me later, he goes, "I talked to him in the elevator. He said to me, son, he goes, I knew you were serious when you came up to that man." I said, what do you mean, champ? He goes, well, I knew you were serious. That's why I got up and I just moved out the way because I could see that look on your face that you meant business. I said, yeah, he wronged me. I said, you know, he called uh, Peyton Sherrod, the late Peyton Sherrod, who, of course, was the boxing agent and manager for both Frankie Randall, who upset Julio Cesar Chavez, and Buster Douglas, who upset Mike Tyson. Anyway, he called Peyton Sherrod, and he left this message on Peyton Sherrod's uh, answering machine. He said, you know, uh, I hear Pedro's going to be doing <clears throat> the television for the Morrison Ruddick fight with Burt Sugar. And uh, in Kansas City, when I see him, I'm going to kick his ass. I'm just going to light him up. I'm going to sucker punch him. He won't even know what's happening. I'm going to hit that little Mexican, blah, 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 so hard, I'll knock him back across the border. So I'm like, not knowing I was Puerto Rican, not Mexican. Anyway, the bottom line is um, he was talking that smack. So I saw him at the table. He was there with Floyd. I told him, Mother Ducker, get up. Bottom line is the table cleared out. Jack didn't get up. And Floyd said to me, man, I knew you meant business. Floyd was always fun to be around, a classy guy. Um... Never any words of malice. It was hard to get. I mean, I I I try to interview him on things, and and it's not like he didn't have the the cap capabilities to answer. He just didn't want to answer in any type of negative way. He always wanted to be so positive when it came to the sport of boxing. Of course, a two-time world heavyweight champion, knocked out, got knocked out by Ingo Johansson, Ingomar Johansson. He didn't believe my boy Eddie Machen. Eddie Machen started me in boxing in the late 1960s. We had a few fights together down at the boys' club. Actually, he sat in the audience. Why? Why I fought, but the bottom line is Eddie Machen went over to uh, Sweden and fought Ingmar 
Scarlett Johansson, I think in 1962, and thought Johansson was a bum, and Johansson knocked him out, and then he fought Floyd Patterson for the title, and he, he knocked Patterson out, and of course they had that second fight, and Patterson knocked him out. But the bottom line is, liver died by the sword. He was also a great guy to be around. Ingo Johansson, Ingomar Johansson, the Swedish world heavyweight champion. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Oscar Della Fishnets. Who's that? You know, Oscar De La Hoya. Remember, he got caught in drag about 2008 by yours truly in TMZ. But the bottom line is, he's coming back September 11th against Vitor Belfort. We'll talk about that and more after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Little Tower of Power with Tommy Bowles on lead. Ron Barr here. Now that people are getting out and exercising more, I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor helps those exercise-related pains and general muscle aches and pains. Now, if you're going to be working in the garden, you're going to be using your hands a lot. And if your hands hurt, listen to what Julia Brown had to say about using Relief Factor. I had pain in my hands that kept me from work and doing projects around the home. I heard about Relief Factor on the radio and began taking it, and it left me with pain-free hands again. I was able to do the things around the house that I enjoy doing. I'm so glad I found Relief Factor. 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Be sure to check out Relief Factor at relieffactor.com or give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Come on. You watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then, if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. 
That Mexican kid probably. Dropping in those stereotypes here and there. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, a.k.a. WBC Boxing TV. Speaking of the WBC and their Honorable El Presidente, Mr. Mauricio Suleiman, the WBC has an interactive website. It's WBCBoxing.com. That's WBCBoxing.com. Today is the birthday of Lionel Butler. Who was Lionel Butler? He was a heavyweight contender or pretender, call him what you want, in the 1990s, uh, actually 1980s and 1990s. But the bottom line is in 1995, he fought Lennox Lewis. But before that, he fought Terry Davis, and I was a ref- uh, referee. I was a ring announcer over in uh, Richmond, California, and it caused a riot. I think it was 1993, and it caused a riot. Of course, he, you know, I mean, he beat up Terry Davis, knocked Terry Davis out. Terry Davis was a hometown favorite, a guy from Vallejo, California, who had lost a prior fight to uh to Lionel Butler, of course, I think in back in Georgia or something like that. So it was considered a bit of an upset. They thought that Terry can take care of him at home. Of course, it caused a riot. I remember begging the crowd. One of my first attempts at begging the crowd to like to chill. Come on, can you guys just chill? And like where they were tearing the place apart, the Richmond Auditorium. But anyway, Lionel Butler stays his birthday. But in nineteen ninety five he fought Lennox Lewis up in Sacramento, California. Now I had known Lionel Butler because of these fights I did with him with uh, that fight I did with him with Terry Davis, right? So he looked a lot like Mike Tyson. And I said to myself, and this guy looks a little bit like, like Mike Tyson. doesn't fight like Mike Tyson, but he looks a little bit like Mike Tyson. Anyway, he will later get an opportunity to play Mike Tyson in the movie, but he couldn't hold his punches back. He was hurting people. They offered him a role in Rocky Four, Rocky Five, Rocky Six, Rocky Nine, or something like that. Anyway, he was he bust tried to bust up Stallone, and he couldn't get the fact that you know you're not supposed to hurt guys. You're supposed to let guys give guys a bit of a pass. But may he celebrate his birthday today. Speaking of birthdays, hmm, you would think that at almost 53 years old. Oscar De La Hoya or Oscar De La Fishness was sort of like calling it a day. Of course, he's going to take on uh, Tyrone Woodley. They call him the problem child. He's an MMA fighter. He's 19-7 and 1. 19 wins, 7 losses, 1 draw. Of course, a former champion, I believe, at welterweight, 170 pounds. Of course, now Oscar De La Hoya, Oscar De La Fishnet, his biggest weight as far as uh, his being competitive concerned was 160. But he, we all know when he was at 160. He wasn't, I mean, you know, come on. Once he got the, the gift with Felix Stern, he got destroyed by Bernard Hopkins. Not to say losing to Hopkins is a, is a disgrace or anything like that. One of the greater, better middleweights of a, in history. But, you know, Oscar, anyway, Oscar's coming back September 11th against Tyrone Woodley. This is going to be a real fight. Not going to be an exhibition. Not going to be an MMA fight. There won't be any kicks involved, but Woodley's going to convert to boxing. Now, Woodley, Woodley, I suppose, especially, uh, thinks that he has these goods, these Astute boxing skills will be able to come out there and dominate Oscar Del Hoyo. Well, Oscar hasn't fought what since uh, like 2008, 2009, or something like that. When 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 Pacquiao destroyed him, I mean, Manny Pacquiao just beat him the you know what? I mean, just beat him to death, right? And of course, Oscar De La Hoya trying to be slick, trying to go down to 147 after not making that weight for a long time, thought he could do it. Guess what? It was the weight. Not this, not I'm trying to say that he was going to beat Manny Pacquiao that night, but the fight would have indeed been competitive and it wasn't that. So anyway, it looks like, um, Oscar and, uh, and, and Vitor Belfort are going to hook this up. Take that back. Oscar and Vitor, Vitor Belfort are going to hook this up on, on September 11th. On August 29th on Showtime pay-per-view, I got this confused. It's going to be live from Cleveland. This guy, Jake Paul, and you guys sent me a couple of emails, a couple of texts regarding Jake Paul. What do I think of Jake Paul? I don't know. I mean, he's 3-0 and with three knockouts, but all three guys he's fought and never had a fight before. And that Ben Askren fight, his last fight, of course, when he defeated the, the, uh, he's a wrestler. 
And to say he's a wrestler, he's a dirty wrestler. That's, I mean, when I say dirty, is that that's, that's a style. It's a dirty, dirty wrestling. That's how he sort of, sort of rock him, sock him, that kind of stuff. That's how Ben Askren sort of became a, uh, a legitimate fighter and won some titles as far as across the pond was concerned, but not here in the United States. Never won the, the big title, the UFC title. Of course, got smoked by Jorge Masvidal in the blink of an eye, got knocked out like in eight or ten seconds, but, you know, um, when you when Jake Paul fights guys like that, I mean, what do you what are you supposed to say? Now next time it's going to be Woodley. I mean, what are you supposed to say? I mean, bottom line is he beat up on that NBA star Nate Robinson. Remember Nate? Yeah, Nate thought he could box. Nate got hurt, man. Nate, I mean, Nate almost got. I mean, I wonder if Nate can see straight right now. I mean, one of those nights where like maybe you have permanent vid, double vision for the rest of your life. I mean, that's how he got the snot kicked out of him. No doubt about the Nate Robinson. And then he he had his debut against some guy named Ali Gibb. And don't confuse Ali Gibb with anything else because Ali never fought after that. In other words, you're looking at some of these pro these pro fights that some of these fighters have, especially the guys that are manufactured. You look at their records, you realize some of these guys just they turn pro. These opponents that they have turn pro and never have never have a fight again. Coincidence? I don't think so. Anyway, Jake Paul going to do his thing against Tyrone Woodley. Am I excited? No, I'm not. But the bottom line is, I think it's boxing fans and and, and YouTube fans and TikTok fans and all this kind of Instagram fans, this kind of stuff. They're all flocking to watch this guy fight. So what can I say other than then? If you enjoy watching him fight, and it's entertaining to you. More power to you. But that's going to be um. August the 29th on Showtime pay-per-view from Cleveland, Ohio. Speaking of Cleveland, you know, I wish I could get Don Elbaum on the show. Don Elbaum is like, like, he's like 90 years old now, 89, not somewhere around there, 90 years old. But we hung out together, went around the world, but he was a, um, a boxing manager, promoter, you name it. I remember one time he fought Chris Bird, Chris Bird, the former IBF heavyweight champion. Of course, Chris Bird had a, a sister. I can't remember her name right now. But anyway, bottom line is the Bird family had an elder Bird. I think it was Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Bird or something like Kurt. But anyway, but the bottom line is Don Elbaum stepped in and fought him one night in a fight where he was promoting the card. In other words, he's a promoter of the event. And he has a fighter come up short. So Don Elbaum, Elbaum puts on the gloves. And I think he went to distance with Chris Bird's father. I kid you not. Anyway, Elbaum, of course, brought us Don King. Some people say that was a sin. Other people say it wasn't. You know, um, my wording on Don King goes like this. I've known him since mm, the 80s. Okay. He, he started taking my call. Actually, I think he called me the first time. That's what happened. Well, I ripped him up in some major daily. Uh, we were running in, uh, I was running in anyway, so um, he calls up, or he has one of his guys calls up, and he's oh, I want to take the Pedro. I couldn't believe it was Don King's voice. Hey, come on, you got to be kidding me. So then I realized, hey, you know, he's only a one in a million voice, so that was him. So he and I got together, and we've been mm, professional friends and rivals at the same time over the years. Of course, I haven't seen him in a long time now, but... When he was in his prime, I'm telling you, and people laugh about it, but when he was in his prime, boxing was really rocking. It just was. And whether you didn't dislike him immensely, of course, you know, I have positive interactions with him. Other people have negative interactions with him. Of course, I'm not going to have the same relationship with him that Tim Witherspoon had. But then Tim Witherspoon took $80,000 or $100,000 in advance money he didn't want to pay for. That's what I was told. In other words, remember Witherspoon? All these guys says, Don King cheated me. Well, listen. If you take $80,000 of a $100,000 purse and you take that in, in an advance, you're only going to get $20,000. So when you're sitting there paying it, going, eh, how come I only get twenty grand? Because you took the eighty grand in advance. But fighters don't want to realize that. Okay, So a lot of fighters have turned against King. I'm not trying to say Don didn't make more money than you. I'm not saying that. But guess what? When he made more money than you, you made more money than anybody else. 
Case in point, James Page. His mother came to me and said, you know, oh, Pedro, um, they want to put James in a fight with Felix Trinidad, and they want to give him $1.4 million. I said, right on. I said, the most he's ever made in his life is hundred grand. I said, let's do this, $1.4 million. And I said, Mrs. Page, don't, 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 don't turn the page on this one. Get it done, right? So she goes, I don't think so. I said, why don't you think so? She goes, because Carl King is his manager. I said, yeah. I said, hmm. With Carl as his manager, he's gotten these fights. And if Carl wasn't his manager, he wouldn't be getting this fight with Tito Trinidad. And, of course, he was a 147-pound champion. Talk about James Page of the WBA. So he's stepping up to fight Felix Trinidad at 154. So he wouldn't. His title wasn't at risk. Okay, he was going to step up, make some money, $1.4 bucks. But, 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 here in lies the thing. Carl King was taking a third as a manager. He was taking a third, and the tra- some other trainer was taking 10%. I think it was to get like 700 grand before taxes uh, was James Page. And his mother wasn't going for it. She just was, she said 800 grand. She said she just wasn't going for it. So what happened? She, she poo-pooed on me on the phone. I'm telling her, she goes, I think you just like Don King. I said, no, no, no. I like James. James and I go back a long way before he started robbing banks, of course, here in, in Alabama. But before he became a bank, bank robber, we were in the gym together. I mean, James Page was a, was a pretty damn good fighter. He won the WBA crown. There was no a WBO crown, WBO crown. Without a doubt, I mean, he was a good fighter. I'm WBA crown. No doubt about that. But then again, you know, start robbing banks and things start happening to you. And the reason why you're robbing banks is the fact that your mother didn't sign the deal with Don King. That's what that all boiled down to. I mean, check this out. He would have gotten 700, 800 grand. And out of the 800 grand, after taxes, maybe all this kind of good stuff, he maybe got a half a million bucks. Be happy for the half a million bucks because, see, that half a million dollars you were going to clear, James, and your mom, Mrs. Page, that half a million bucks you were going to clear, well, guess what? That fight you took with Sixhead Johnson, Al, 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 Al Sixhead Johnson, like Sixhead Lewis or something like that, the guy that knocked you into another world. Of course, I saw more more than one guy one time when, when Ernie Chavez hit me, so it ain't no no shame in, in seeing multiple guys across the ring. But when you see multiple guys, it's just time to give it up. It's time to say goodbye, no doubt about that. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it, your inside look into the world of boxing, MMA, July 23rd, 1964. Smoking Joe Frazier wins the Olympic gold medal in Tokyo, Japan. Of course, speaking of Tokyo, the Olympics are going on there right now. That's why I sort of brought that up. Um, I don't know how the boxing's going. I mean, you know, I'm, listen, Olympic boxing sort of became a bit of a cartoon care, uh, cartoon show when they started letting pros fight. You don't let pros fight. You just don't. I mean, people say, well, you know, some of these other countries, they, their, their amateurs are their pros. Well, if their amateur, amateurs are their pros and they sort of are able to sneak in around that, more power to him. But the bottom line is, I don't think you guys, I, I mean, they were talking about Vladimir Klitschko or Vitaly Klitschko coming back and fighting in the Olympics. Of course, Vitaly was supposed to be the 1996 Olympian for the country of Ukraine, but he tested positive for, get this, Flintstone vitamins, aka steroids. And then Vladimir Klitschko stepped in. Of course, his brother would go on and win the 1996 Olympic gold medal and, of course, become the heavyweight champion, got knocked out, came back, giving him some props. When Emmanuel Stewart put him back together, he was a broken man. I'm talking about Vladimir Klitschko. Of course, Emmanuel realized you know, if you fought and you fought a little safer and you kept your chin in this and that and you fought to your size, I mean, like Klitschko would fight down. Klitschko would try to fight like a welterweight, throwing combination things like that. And that just wasn't wasn't happening for a, for a heavyweight because your cardio, you're going to gas sooner or later. OK, and Klitschko gas at times and other times he didn't take punches well. But man, my man, he managed to it. I was really thinking about him this week, but he keep he brought us the second coming of Vladimir Klitschko. He was he was a class act. I want to get emotional right here, but the Goldfather, of course, I was remembering because I saw a clip of him last night on YouTube. 
and it was one of his his last clips, and he was looking really old, and it was just it, it's really hurt me to look at him and realize that you know he was reaching the end. I mean, the, it was coming. The crescendo was coming. Of course, colon cancer, stomach cancer, whatever you want to say it is. Of course, me and his uh, me and his second one of his assistants argued over the cause of his death. I didn't know how he died. I said I just read what was in the newspaper. She said that was wrong. It was some type of colon, colonitis or something like that. Colon cancer, I believe, is what it was. But the bottom line is, when he passed a few years ago, not only did the world of boxing lose a good man, but the world lost a good man. Yeah, he had problems and he had flaws. There's no doubt about it. A man who was a flawed man. He liked to gamble. But outside of that, he was really a kind guy. and He, he fed a lot of people and he treated me like gold. And what can I say? I truly miss the gold father, no doubt about that. Manny Stewart, may you rest in peace. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live. We're on a little tower of power at the break. Speaking of uh, only so much oil on the ground, the sound, the uh, title of the tune, gas this week. It looks like I can't avoid a $4 gallon in, in, in California. So gas is out of hand. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. 
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812 800-215-6812 800-215-6812 That's 800-215-6812 now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Check out some of the other birthday today, birthdays today. 51 years old, Peter McNeely. Remember him? Yeah, the pizza I got. Sort of screwed up. Had that tight fight with Mike Tyson in 1995. I remember Don King having me up to like 3 o'clock in the morning, 2.30 in the morning, doing these promos like in Poland and all this kind of good stuff. Yeah, we're going to have the Mike Tyson, Peter McNeely fight, the comeback of Mike Tyson. We do all these radio promos all around the world doing this from the, uh, was the MG, I think it was the MGM Grammar or the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, he was keeping me up to all hours of the night. Of course, Peter McNeely flopped in one round, but he really could have been an inspiration as far as like making money is concerned because he sort of had that geeky type of thing going on and he was a nut. So when he did that Pizza Hut commercial, he was on his way, I thought, to potential commercial stardom. Okay. But the bottom line is he got into a DUI and that was the end of that. So shame on him. No doubt about that. But his father, Peter McNeely, Tom McNeely, Fought um, Floyd Patterson for the World Heavyweight title. Of course, that was in 1961. I think he was on the cover of Sports Sports Illustrated Magazine. I kid you not. So Tom McNeely, Peter McNeely, of course, that is boxing history, no doubt about that. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA, of course, coming to you live from the Sports Byline Studios in the city of, by the bay, San Francisco, San Francisco, California. Hour number two is forthcoming after the news. We'll be talking boxing. We'll bring in... Uh, Mr. Stitch Duran, Jacob Stitch Duran. He and I go back about 45 or 50 years. Maybe we go back so far. I don't want to tell you how far we go back. But the bottom line is he is the undisputed heavyweight champion of Cutman, me being the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airway. So we're sort of hanging together. Two heavyweight champions in the next hour live here on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. So if you've got some questions for us, Questions for Stitch Duran. Of course, Stitch is talking about a CBD brand. Maybe, maybe you know, Stitch, listen, I wouldn't doubt if Stitch went out and got himself a marijuana brand. Because, you know, all these guys are doing it now. Gary Payton, Scotty Pippen. I mean, different guys have got this these little marijuana strains going on. And, of course, Stitch Duran, known around the world for his CBD use. He's put together a nice CBD pro- product, no doubt about that. But... They want him to go into the world of marijuana. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens as far as Stitch's reaction to that's concerned. An hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide coming to you on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, the American Forces Network, iTunes, Stitcher.com, Anchor.com. I can go on and go on, but the bottom line is, oh, last week, uh, Jamel Charlo, of course, and Brian uh, Cristana. Cristana went 12 rounds for the 154-pound title. Now, my problem with Brian was he lost his last three rounds. If you want to give up 25% of a fight and then you're happy to get a draw, you lost and you know it. So that's, that was what I was reading through as far as his vibes are concerned post-fight. 
of course, Brian Castano, a draw, of course, with Jermel Charlo, the 154-pound champion of every sanctioning body. But the WBO, of course, that was the title belt that Castano was bringing to the dance. They will hook it up in a rematch, according to Mr. Charlo. More power to him if he goes for this fight again. Because pound for pound, it was a good fight for, bo- for boxing, no doubt about that. Charlo and Castano. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Stay tuned for hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV after the break. Don't forget, you can always go to WBCBoxing.com on their interactive website. That's WBCBoxing.com, a proud sponsor of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez, producer of Scott Cuddy. Stick around for hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide after the news. Radio News. I'm Brad Bernards. The Biden administration is debating a series of steps to further contain the COVID-19 pandemic. A senior administration health official said the government is actively exploring how to provide extra vaccine shots to vulnerable populations who officials now increasingly expect will require boosters. The nation's largest wildfire raged through southern Oregon on Friday, but crews were scaling back some night operations as hard work and weaker winds help reduce the spread of flames, even as wildfires continue to threaten homes in neighboring California. An Oregon Department of Forestry spokesperson says there is some good news. So in the last couple of days, the fire has only grown uh, 1,000 acres per day, uh, and for a fire of this size, basically that's that's a really strong signal that Fire behavior is moderating. This is USA Radio News. You know, if you feel like you're stuck with a health care plan that isn't affordable or you simply don't like it, right now is a great time to switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month when they join MediShare. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to the typical health insurance plan. That's double. So you get a massive network of providers to choose from. You get telehealth services. And MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. It's been around for more than 25 years, shared more than $4 billion in healthcare bills. Here's why now really is the time to make the switch, too. You can start saving each month, which is huge. But right now, they'll waive your joining fee. You'll save another $170 right off the bat. But again, it's a limited time offer. you got to call now. And it only takes two minutes to find out how much you'd save by switching. Here's the number, 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. A barrage of heat waves have plagued the U.S. this summer, and more above-average temperatures are on the way this week, affecting more of the country than those before it. Although not as extreme as the past few heat spells, this one will span from coast to coast due to a strong heat dome elevating temperatures even higher during the hottest time of the year. Curbing the current spike in COVID infections is hampered by continued vaccine hesitancy in certain pockets of the country, a problem underscoring the limits of the president's ability to control the pandemic. Dr. Peter Hotez of the Baylor College of Medicine has a warning. You're just watching this freight train coming that Delta is going to sweep across the South and so many people are going to get infected with this fake narrative out there that if you're young and healthy and take care of yourself, you're not going to get sick. It's simply not true. Biden has been explicit in declaring the current outbreak a pandemic among the non-vaccinated. This is USA Radio News. 
Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, and I want to tell you that arthritis is not a genetic thing. It's not a disease of aging. Neither is osteoporosis. Get a hold of my book. It's all in your head. It goes into the 25 different diseases you get when you have osteoporosis of the skull. These are all reversible. You take the healthy bone and joint pack, the MSM, vitamin D3, stay away from all the bad foods, including gluten, and guess what? You'll regrow all your bones, including your skull and your legs and your hips and everything else. Contact us at usaradiohealth.com. That's usaradiohealth.com. The city of San Francisco could spend $20,000 on a trash can. It could be the first of thousands like it, but officials say others would cost less. In the current cans around the city, trash goes in, but much too often comes out. Sleeker designed bins with sensors alerting crews when they're almost full will be more tamper-resistant, block rodents, and keep the sidewalks cleaner. Department of Public Works Acting Director Alaric de Granfenried says his goal is for the city to have the best trash cans in the world. And I want us, and to be frankly, the model for other cities, uh, Portland, New York, uh, Sydney, wherever it is across the world, to come and to take our cans or to try and model uh, their cans after ours. Golf champ Bryson DeChambeau is out of Tokyo after testing positive for COVID-19. More from USA's Dan Naraki. 2020 U.S. Open champion Bryson DeChambeau will not join Team USA in Tokyo after testing positive for COVID-19 before leaving for Japan. In a statement, DeChambeau said he was deeply disappointed not to be able to compete in the Olympics for Team USA and that it was a tremendous honor to make the team. He'll be replaced on the U.S.'s four-man team by 2018 Masters champion Patrick Reed, who will now become the first two-time Olympian on the men's side of the sport, which was reintroduced in 2016. Reed finished 11th in Rio. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. For USA Radio News, I'm Brad Bernard. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912 That's 800-403-5912 Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. It is absolutely necessary that we all get together. We work together. We respect each other. We like and love each other. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history. I'm getting tired of people running from me in the ring. Mike Tyson, uh, Holyfield, you a bunch of... Bums, stand up and be a man and fight a real fighter. Pedro Fernandez. 
Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios in San Francisco. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, a.k.a. WBC Boxing TV. Austin imitated, never duplicated, 37, make that 38 plus years now of knocking out all bums. Who am I? My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am your ever so modest host. I'm also an award-winning writer and four-time Golden Glove boxing champion. So supposedly, allegedly, I know a little bit about boxing. But this is the time of the show. At the top of every hour, I invite you, the listener, to join us on the toll-free. Because if you think you know more, you can school me or school the, school the listeners, let us know. We want to hear from you. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, there's also the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. That number... 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. Well, in this hour of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, we'll do some, we'll go back in time with one of my buddies, of course, one of my boxing guys. We go back like 50 years, a half a century, to talk about Jacob Stitch Duran. Jake Stitch Duran for short. Of course, Stitch in three Rocky movies, The Cut Man for Antonio Tarver and one of the recent Rocky movies, no doubt about that. A premier cut man in the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. So Stitch will join us about 22 minutes past the hour. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide coming to you on Sports Byline. Of course, Sports Byline USA will come to you live the video on Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. You can catch us live and delayed. Twitch.tv, Sports Byline USA channel. Of course, the live and delayed streaming video of Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV. Speaking of WBC, don't forget their interactive website, WBCBoxing.com. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but hey, hey, you know that. Time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. You can increase the return on investment of your marketing assets by repurposing them. Transform each one into at least two or three different assets to save time and effort that you can devote to other things. A blog post can become several social media messages and vice versa. A brochure can turn into a blog post and an infographic. Be sure to look for multiple ways you can use each asset and reach customers in different ways. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Black Friday in July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business and be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today. Hi, this is Ron Barr, and I've got great news for anyone suffering from ongoing pain due to aging, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Relief Factor is a 100% research-based formula that was created to combat the root causes of inflammation. Relief Factor is designed to address sore muscles, stiff joints, aches, and the general discomfort you may feel. There are four key ingredients, and each approaches the body's natural inflammatory response function from a different metabolic pathway. And they've got something special for Sports Byline Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just nineteen ninety-five. That's only 95 cents a day. 
Head to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-500-8384. Relief Factor helps to support a healthy response to inflammation and decreases discomfort from the effects of daily living. And you can get yours at relieffactor.com or by calling 1-800-500-8384. Your life, your freedom. Get back to living at relieffactor.com. Angie's List is now Angie. Summer is the perfect time to book your next home project. From lawn care to a new patio, Angie makes it simple to connect with pros who can get the job done right. See reviews, upfront pricing, and instantly book hundreds of projects. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, we'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with our happiness guarantee. Check out Angie.com and for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. I'm Rick Tittle, and I host the Video Game Review every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Video games are way more important than your job, your school, or your relationship, so let's talk about them. Everything from the 2600 to the 360. I don't work for any video game company, so I'll tell you what's worth your money and what stinks. Also, cheat codes, interviews, your calls, I'll give away a game, release dates, all that and more every Sunday night right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council, right here on Sports Byline. Twelve minutes past the hour, this is hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV, brought to you by the World Boxing Council. You can check out their interactive website, of course, brought to you by the president, Mauricio Soleiman, at WBCBoxing.com. That's WBCBoxing.com. The UFC was rocking and rolling last night in uh, Las Vegas. Of course, they were on ESPN Plus and ESPN. Speaking of ESPN Plus, the price of the app, the best deal in the entire world, I thought at four ninety nine, is probably probably going to be still be the best deal in the world at six ninety nine. But they're raising the price next month, so that app is going up. Of course, the zone started off at like nine bucks a month, and it went up to twenty bucks a month for those of you that didn't continue to hold the the. Uh, the zone through that pandemic. I don't know how long they're grandfather that nine ninety nine a month radium, but the bottom line is nine ninety nine still. Anyway, bottom line, uh, bottom line was last night ESPN was on. ESPN had the USC rock and roll and the former bantamweight champion TJ Dillashaw, Mister Cheat himself. Of course, took two years off because he was cheating. He got caught taking steroids against Henry Cudo. Remember that? Got beat up like Henry. Like it wasn't what. Anyway, the bottom line is TJ. I'm not in the guys that cheat. I'm just not, especially when you're cheating when it comes to combat sports because, you know, we're hurting people. If a guy cheated to hurt me, the most cheating I did was my mother snuck espresso into the dressing room for me. That was it. She would sneak us. She was like, like I hiding it, like a, like it was crank or or some drug or some kind of stuff. She would sneak espresso into the dressing room for me. She tried to keep it warm. She had a thermos for one thermos. My mother had it together. She had a thermos for one tournament. I just poured the stuff over myself. It was pretty cool. But outside of that, we didn't cheat. Cheating just wasn't happening, okay? But if you cheat in combat sports, it's not like cheating in, a, in an exam at school. It's not like cheating at golf. It's not like you're cheating at baseball. It's not, you're not hitting home runs. You're hitting people, okay? So if you're hitting people and you've got a distinct advantage in cardiovascular recovery, you know, maybe the HGH is going on or you've got some performance-enhancing drugs going on as far as steroids and, uh, you know, a testosterone, that's sort of, which is really at the bottom, bottom line of all that stuff as far as uh, uh, anabolic steroids. Testosterone is like the main motivating drug. The, the fiend, that's what drives everything, no doubt about that. In fact, you know, speaking of testosterone, a friend of mine is a biker. Actually, he's a friend of mine. He's a relative. But he's a biker. And I don't mean like a, you know, motorcycle biker. He's a bicyclist. Like, a, you know, he like 
climbs mountains, runs like drives like 100 miles a day and this and that. So he thought that if he took testosterone replacement therapy because somebody recommended it to him, it would help out his, his timing as far as his bike was concerned. Well, anyway, it didn't work out that way. He woke up with cold sweats and all kinds of weird stuff, and he was sexually motivated at times. We didn't want to be sexual motivated and things like that. So I guess it's, if you're sexually down, the testosterone, testosterone replacement therapy is for you. But if you're sexually okay, probably not. Anyway, the bottom line is he quit. <laughs> My cousin quit after about a month, month and a half when he was getting all these freaky side effects. Anyway, speaking of freaky side effects, 50-year-old former WBA Cruiserweight champion uh, won an international title last night. Farat Aslan, he's now 49 and 3, take that back, 49 and 9, 9, 49 and 9, 3 draws, 34 KOs, won a fourth round KO over a, um, <clears throat> journeyman, Ruben Eduardo Acosta, 38 and 18, of course that was Saturday night, and Copenhagen, Copenhagen, Germany. Bottom line is the reason why I brought that up is that Germany is rocking and rolling, it just is. I think, I think Germany is going to be at the, at the center as far as boxing is concerned. Outside of, outside of, outside of the UK and Europe, Germany is going to be number two. I think there's going to be more shows in Germany. I think the promoters there, Sonderland and people like that, are going to start to put together more shows post-pandemic. I think people are hungry for post-pandemic. Speaking of post-pandemic, you know, I had a dance I was going to do July the 3rd. And somebody asked me, you know, why did you pull the plug on that dance? And somebody told me you were selling tickets. Yeah, we sold a bunch of tickets. And I had promises for probably about a how probably about 350 tickets were promised. No, 100 and 100 were sold, but 350, 350 tickets were promised. But the bottom line is, I was running into people that told me that, yeah, I said, are you going to get vaccinated? No, no, no. Well, we don't want you there if you're not vaccinated. Well, I'll bring a card that says I'm vaccinated. Say what? Well, I'll bring a card that says I'm vaccinated. You're telling me that you're going to a fraudulent card? Don't worry about it. It ain't none of your business. Yeah, it is my business because I don't want people getting sick at my event. So the fact that these undocumented or unvaccinated folks wanted to come to my event and would probably maybe screw things up, make it a super spreader. I mean, would that be a good promotional uh, legacy for me? The fact that I hosted some event and people, a lot of people got sick because they came unvaccinated or they got the vaccinated sick when they came unvaccinated. The bottom line is I decided to pull the event. And last night I went to a club here in the city by, actually I went to two clubs last night. Actually, check this out. I started out following this lady. I'm supposed to follow my PI. So I'm supposed to private investigator. So I'm supposed to follow this lady into Walnut Creek. So I follow her into Walnut Creek or I get to Walnut Creek and she decides she's going home. So I'm not going to follow her. Obviously I follow her back to her house. That's not going to happen. So I'm all decked out, dressed to the nines, a whole nine yards. I said, I'm going to go somewhere. So I went to this place called The Ramp in the city and saw my old buddy from Cortland Avenue, Orlando Salazar and Eddie Posada. So me and these guys go back, me and these guys go back to like 1970, somewhere around 1970, 69, somewhere around there. Bottom line is we were the original Cortland Avenue boys. This was a, uh, a district of San Francisco, Bernal Heights district, of course, that's now exclusively really rich and uppity and yuppity and all that kind of good stuff. But the bottom line is we are three of the original Cortland guys who were still rock and roll. So I wanted to say hello to them, took a picture with them last night at the ramp. And then I saw them later at the nine mile house. So evidently we still go into, we still go into the same places 50 years later. I kid you not. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. So Dillashaw was the winner last night. TJ Dillashaw, the cheat was the winner, of course, off for two years, came back at 135 pounds, where he had held the 135-pound uh, title at one point in time, beat Corey Sandhagen on a split decision. Uh, the judges had it 2-1. to one. It was a 3-2. Uh, uh, to 3-2. to two. But one judge had it 3-2 to two for Dillashaw, 
Then another judge had it 3-2 to two for Sanhagen, and the third judge had it 3-2 to two for Dillashaw, meaning a split decision when two of the three judges go one way. The bottom line is, it was a raw, it was, it was a pretty spirited battle. Dillashaw fought with a, a severe cut, I mean, a nasty cut from like the second or the third round on. Of course, these are five-minute rounds in the world of mixed martial arts, so I give him props for that. His conditioning was, um, as cardio was through the roof, but I just don't like guys that cheat. In the uh, co-feature, a bantamweight event as well, 135 pounds. Raleigh on Pava beat Kylie Phillips. That was on a Kyler Phillips on a unanimous, take that back, a unanimous majority decision. Across the board, one judge had an even 28-28. Um, as far as the rest of the cards concerned, yikes, not a whole lot of names there. Mickey Gall, remember Mickey Gall? He beat, um, CM Punk. CM Punk, the former WWE star, of course. He's talking about coming back to all elite wrestling or something like, something like the AEW. But he's talking, but then he was a WWE star. He decided he was going to take his hand in the world of mixed martial arts. So he decided to take on this Mickey, Mickey Gall guy as far as their first opponent's concerned. Of course, well, Mickey Gall ruined his night, no doubt about that. But last night, Mickey Gall was a winner, a submission, a rear naked choke over a guy by the name of Jordan Williams. Of course, that was on the UFC card in, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Coming up next, of course, the heavyweight champion of Cutman. I'm talking about Jacob Stitch Durand. They just call him Stitch. Bottom line is, I knew him before they called him Stitch. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Little tower. Thank you back. Lenny Williams to the break. My finger put it up in the wind to see which way my fate was blowing. I'm walking through Hollywood, trying to find something good. Bumping down sunset, never guess who I just met. Took my number, said he'd give me a ring to check out. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your 
your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Now, more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Now the fun begins. 23, make it 24 minutes past the hour. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Hour number two, of course, July 25th, 2020. Take that, yeah, July 25th, 2021. This is a Sunday edition, two hours close. We start at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time, live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio Channel 217, like a thousand other internet platforms. And we come to you live as far as the video stream is concerned at twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. Now, we take it from the city by the bay, some say the city by the gay, to Las Vegas, Nevada, Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, and bring in one of my good friends, Jacob Stitcher. And Stitch, how's life treating you? Oh, I'm doing good, Pedro. Thanks for having me on again. You know, it's always nice to spend uh, Sunday afternoon with Pedro. Okay, let's talk about Dennis Alexio, man. I mean, he was the kickboxing king, and you were promoting kickboxing back in the day. Talk about Alexio and how he made his way through the world of kickboxing. Yeah, I tell you, it was a pleasure to just to work with him, you know, until MMA fighters came into my life. He was the best athlete I'd ever seen. You know, they retired his high school number and uh, football and baseball, uh, but yeah, a great athlete. You know, it was it was good working with him. And it's funny you bring up Dennis Alexio because I'll be doing a show in Sacramento August the sixth, and the promoter is Nasser Navaroni that used to uh, be the sparring partner for Dennis, and I'd worked his fights also. So that's the uh, looks like the full circle is coming around. Sixty, get this his record. Get this what sixty eight wins, two losses, one draw, and sixty eight knockouts. No, let me get. 72 total fights, 68-2-1 with one no contest. Yikes, 63 knockouts. Yeah, you know, Pedro, and the majority of those knockouts were brutal. <laughs> he had a great turning back kick. Uh, he had great body shots, you know, and I think as a, as a boxer, he was like 12-1 and one or 12-2 and two and all that. But, uh, yeah, I tell you, powerful. Everything he did was with power. Yeah, because I remember I used to read Jack Fisk, column, and Jack used to say, Dennis Alexio kickboxing champion and then you know jack used to downplay the kickboxing aspect of uh, of combat sports back then because it wasn't it wasn't the norm yeah no i agree 
you know, kickboxing just never really picked up like it did in Europe and all that. But uh, nonetheless, you know, it was it was nice to to at least to probably be one of those pioneers that uh, that did kickboxing here because you know I worked with Ray Adonio where that was a great boxer converted into kickboxing. You know, and uh, just it was nice to work with a lot of different fighters. I thought Ray was a little bit overrated as a boxer, but anyway, and on, 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 that's just on a personal note. Um, on on a on a kickboxing note, you know who I really thought had good crossover uh, capabilities, but he just couldn't make it was this guy. He was the United States champion at one point in time. Dale Apollo Cook. Remember him out of Oklahoma? You remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very fancy kicks and everything. And uh, yeah, you know, if he would have been a, a that made the transition, he would have been the guy that was on his toes all the time, and you'd have to cut off his ankles. <laughs> no doubt about that. So, what are you doing these days? As far I mean, I, I once I see on TV often, but are you signed with this company or signed with that company or a free agent? What's going on? Yeah, well, I stay as a free agent, but, you know, I uh, unfortunately, you know, we should have been talking about the Tyson Fury-Deontay Wilder fight, the experience that I had in the dressing room and during the fights. But as you can tell, you know, uh, Tyson tested positive for COVID, so that fight was out. But, uh, no, I'm doing good. But I, you know, I they're, they're starting to reshoot or to they're starting to film the documentary uh, that they're doing on me. It's called Based on the Book from the Fields of the Garden. So, um Next week, I'll be going back to uh, Planada, uh, where I grew up as a farm worker, and uh, they'll be interviewing friends and family and what have you not. And then at that same point, they're interviewing Andre Ward and Virgil Hunter, uh, Cain Velasquez, and Javier Mendes, which were kickboxers, and of course, and then uh, Nate Diaz. So it should be exciting. And uh, doing that and, you know, just kind of working with a CBD company that created a cream for cuts for the healing process, and that, that continues to grow. And... You know, got my own product line, Stitch Premiums, uh, which is available at Cutman for Higher Supplies. But, you know, it's, it, the, the brand that I created, Pedro, now people are noticing that there's some value in showing my face or my experience. So, uh, doing things, I got a couple movies in the pipeline. And, uh, so yeah, I've been blessed, man. You know, this pandemic kicked in and I did like 34 shows with Top Rank and have another one with them August the 14th. So, I've been blessed, man. I thank God like you every day, you know. And uh, here I am talking to you. You know, you know, another that 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 female sprinter was excluded from the Olympics because of weed, this and that. You know, it's sort of like legal in so many states and this and that. But yet, yet people still go to prison for weed in Texas and Florida. Oh yeah, if I remember, I think in 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 Texas before that was like an executional crime. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know and, yeah, it, they just don't change. But it's funny you you bring up that because there was a company that contacted me uh, that I met with actually, and I went and saw their uh, their growing patterns. But uh, it's a CBD and cannabis company, and you know we're still in the stages of you know they want me to work in the CBD business with them. But I'm already hooked up with CBD in it with that cut cream. But nonetheless, you know, they were talking about maybe uh, using my name as uh, in some cannabis products, like uh, the rolling papers would be called the wrap, you know, by Stitch. You know? Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, and I, I told uh, this one scientist that, that puts all these formulas together and the different cannabis I said, you know, of all the weed I ever smoked throughout my life was when I was in Thailand. I said, if you could create a strain like that, we could call it uh, Thai Stitch. You know, so so we'll see what happens. Better. I'm you know, gonna I'm, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you the secret off air one of these days about the weed from Thailand. I'll tell you right now. The reason why it was so good is it was dipped in opium, 
and and and, and, and that's no, that's the honest to God truth. Because I, one of the Hallinan brothers, got caught for smuggling, trying to smuggle twenty tons of the stuff back into the United States from from over there. But the bottom line is that's that weed. The reason why it was so good is that it was dipped in opium. Well, that's what they said, man. But you know, shit, we smoked that. Whole Ooh, whole watch year. the language, tie stitch. Uh, <laughs> stitch. Yeah, anyway. But boxing is good. You know, okay. I, I saw Dave Feldman when Mayweather fought uh, Miami, and I hadn't been doing the bare-knuckle fights because of this uh, COVID and the traveling, uh, but hopefully I'll be back with them in August. Now, the bare-knuckle fights, is that a sport or is it just is, – is, is it really a sport? I mean, how do you, how do you strategize a bare-knuckle fight? Yeah, it is a sport, and I tell you what, I'm, I'm a big fan of it just for the entertainment value as, as a fan. But, you know, when, when I first started working with them – in their first event, uh, everybody was going to the head, you know, and, uh-huh. and breaking their hands or having injuries. But now they realize that, you know, you work from actually from the cheek down, the body up, and, uh, you know, you'll still end up with sore hands and all that. But, yeah, guts are pretty much guaranteed. Because <laughs> that's a good one. I'm a cut man. Cuts are pretty much guaranteed. In other words, the work is good, no doubt about that. So, as far as Bare Knuckles concerned, have they done okay as far as their pay per view numbers concerned? I mean, are they making money or are they are they losing? No, no. I think you know Dave Feldman does a great job, man. I wish you know uh, all these promoters were like him. But what's, it, what's his name again? Dave Feldman. Okay, from Philadelphia originally, and. uh yeah, super, super guy, man. And uh, but I think Shaq and Leo has is uh, partnered up with them. And you know now they're now they're making models or those little uh, 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 statues of of the fighters and all that. So yeah, they're doing they're doing a good job, man. They're kind of uh, doing it a lot faster faster than what the UFC did when it came to growth. Stitch, when it comes to performance-enhancing drugs, I got a problem with them in the world of combat sports because if you're hitting baseballs, that's cool. If you're hitting golf balls, that's cool. If you're swimming, okay, you can cheat this and that. But if you're hitting other people and you've got a distinct advantage over the other guy, I got a problem with that. I just, I just, I have a problem with it. T.J. Dillashaw came back after a two-year uh, suspension for steroids. Of course, he took in that fight for Hen- with Henry Cejudo. And speaking of Henry Cejudo, the reason why I bring him up is that he former bantamweight and uh, flyweight champion of the UFC, he just sort of walked away from Dana White because Dana wouldn't pay him any money, huh? Yeah, that's from what I understand. You know, there's there's a big issues now, you know, with all that being exposed, which was always exposed, but now you're getting people that are, are bringing up those, <laughs> you know, those those moments. Uh, uh, Jake Paul is, is a big advocate on, on uh, fair pay. You know, uh, I'm a fair advocate on fair pay. Me too. It's the only way it should be, you know, so... Uh, but, yeah. but, but the USC made $279 million last year, and I call him a pimp, and that's just my opinion being a former police officer. I know some good pimps. Or I knew some good pimps, and Dana White is the pimp of all pimps. I mean, anybody, any pimp that can get his client to work for 8 to $0.10 cents on a dollar is, is like um, uh, uh, incredible, an incredible negotiator. But that's how Dana, that's the leverage that Dana White has over these guys. They made $279 million. They grossed $279 million last year, did the USC, and according to stats, only maybe ten percent of that, maybe twelve percent of that went to went to, went to the fighters. Man, this something's wrong. We need to do an NFL type of thing with the UFC. Yeah, I think you know the the average that you know article that I'd read before and all that that you know they were getting paid like eighteen percent, where no, all these other major sports they're at you know forty nine fifty fifty one percent. So yeah, the program has to be changed for sure. You know, I mean, how much money can you make without uh, sharing the profits and 
you know, with Tony Fair. And unfortunately, all these guys are independent contractors. So, you know, the, you know, and, and you know, if it didn't have the initials UFC, uh, these guys, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't take a hit as much as they have. You know, a lot of these guys are doing it because to reach that plateau of UFC is, is instrumental in a career changing moment for them. True, but you, you've got guys like Jorge Masvidal that sells out Madison Square Garden like a couple of hours. He gets five hundred thousand dollars in a fifty thousand dollar bonus. Oh no! I listen. I, I'm with you a hundred percent. You know, I, I made that comment when uh, Ben Askren got five hundred thousand dollars just to fight Jake Paul and get knocked out early. You know, so that's a big disparity there. Now, speaking of Jake Paul. I was sort of thinking he was uh, a negative on boxing, but the fact is he got more people looking at boxing than probably would be looking at boxing before, and they're squares. And I'm big for bringing squares into boxing, but squares spend money and they buy tickets. Oh, listen, I'm a, I'm a big advocate. I'm, maybe because I've done all the shows, right? And uh, but, but I see the value behind it on a marketing aspect. Uh, someone like The Zone that works on subscription. You know, in, in the first one I did, KSI and Logan Paul, and I think both of them had like 20 million followers each. To me, that was unbelievable. But if you get a small percentage of those that link on to the zone to watch that fight, then uh, they made a lot of money. You know, so yeah, it's, it's the the changing of the time. Real quick, the zone looks like Canelo and um, Caleb Plant September 18th is going to go on pay per view, some type of Showtime or Fox pay per view uh, instead of going on the zone. So he is the ultimate free agent, isn't he? Yeah, you, yeah, no doubt about it. You know, he's a blue chip fighter, that's for sure. Okay. Well, I want to wish you the very best of luck. Of course, you're always rocking and rolling down there in Las Vegas. Of course, we, you were like one of the few people that moved to Vegas that we probably need still here in California, but we'll get by. We'll get by, no doubt about that. Say hello to your lovely wife for me. I know the family's good and stay healthy and this kind of stuff, man. And anytime you want to spend some time with me, Stitch, you just give me a call. You know that. All right. I love it. Thank you, Pedro. Appreciate it. The great, great Jacob Duran, folks. Cut Man Extraordinary. Check him out on Facebook. Jacob Duran. Of course, he's like the cut man to the stars. The undisputed heavyweight champion of cut man when it comes to both boxing and mixed martial arts. I kid you not. In the story, of course, Sonny Marson, one of my, uh, early trainers as far as boxing was concerned. I think he, I don't think I lost, I think I lost one fight with Sonny in the corner. Anyway, Sonny, he went to Sonny and said, can you teach me how to be a cut man? And Sonny said, no, go learn somewhere else. He did go learn somewhere else. He became a superstar. Sonny never made it past the club level. Bottom line is, karma, baby! You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Monster on Alicia the Break! Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. own an annuity either fixed rate indexed or variable are you paying high fees and getting low returns if so annuity general would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity the annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers contains the little known truths about annuities like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income and it's free that's right free as a bonus we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 
That's 800-760-1845. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Come on. You watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. You're listening to Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Brought to you by the World Boxing Council. The WBC, right here on Sports Byline. Mr. Dana White, wherever you are, I have a hit list, but I want to start getting paid. I want to start making heavyweight money. And all these fighters that that are, you know, they share in the revenue. They do share in the revenue. They have an, uh, 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 they have the upside in the pay per view. You know. That's how much we believe Dana White's bull spit there. When I say bull spit, change the change the P to an H. No doubt about that. Dana's full of it. Now I want to mention another happy birthday to Devero Williamson. And the reason why I say I mentioned Devero Williamson is I called him Deverill Williamson on ESPN television one night as a ring announcer. I just choked his name. I mean, of all the times you're on ESPN TV, it's a live May event. I think we're doing this from Atlantic City or somewhere on the East Coast. Anyway, maybe New York City, uh, the small garden, I think. Anyway, bottom line is, I choked his name. You saw, I saw the reaction on his face because you're looking at the guy as you're announcing him. You're like, Joe Smith. Anybody yet? Devero Williamson. And I said, Davaril. Instead of Devero, Davaril. And that went over on ESPN TV. And of course, everybody in the crowd. And he had the ugly face and the whole nine yards. But today's happy birthday. And of course, 27, 8, 23 KOs. Bottom line is time to talk boxing history. You know, 
Um, Sean Porter and Walter White, I think he's a WBC title holder, I believe. I'm not sure. I think he holds one of the belts. But the bottom line is, Porter's a, Sean Porter is a decent fighter, no doubt about that. A strong, up-and-coming, uh, I mean, in-your-face type of welterweight. Of course, he's going to take on the unbeaten Terrence Crawford. Of course, Terrence Crawford comes to us from... Uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Of course, Omaha, Nebraska is a hot spit for boxing. It's not anyway. He could sell about nine thousand seats in Omaha if seats were like at ten bucks a pop. Outside of that, he can't sell. He can't make much money. None of them people get excited about Terence Crawford. Hector says he's a great fighter. Socrates Palmer says he's a great fighter. Listen, well, if you're a great fighter, you've got to beat great fighters in order to become a great fighter. In other words, it's all about. Who's on your resume? Who are your dance partners? I mean, Leonard wouldn't have been great without fighting the great fighters that he fought. Hagler, same thing. Marvin Hagler, of course. And then, of course, Crawford told me on that tour, that tour to Cuba we did, like, I guess four or five years ago, you know, I want to be remembered with the great fighters, with Duran, Roberto Duran, and Sugar Ray Leonard, and Marvin Hagler, and Tommy Hearns, and guys like that. And I said to him, in order to do that, you've got to fight great fighters. But he doesn't want to fight great fighters. I mean, Sean Porter's not a great fighter. He could have made the fight with Earl Spence. Okay, he could have made the fight with Earl Spence. They could have negotiated this. They were both stuck at this 60, uh, one person wanted 60%, the other person wanted uh, 40%, all right? They could have worked that out to make it 50-50 if they wanted to. But Crawford, I don't think he was all that game for getting that fight. He still really didn't want to fight because that would be a truly test of his medals. Because the bottom line is Terrence Crawford's fights, for the most part, are fights that we know he's going to win. I mean, outside of Yuri Gamboa... You know, well, how, well, who's on his resume? And Gamboa's not no 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 candidate for the uh, International Boxing Hall of Fame. So I'm going to go back to it. You've got to fight great fighters in order to become a great fighter. I mean, Marvin Hagler. Marvin Hagler fought all those guys growing up, but he uh, growing up, and of course he beat Bobby Boogaloo Watts, who beat him early on, and Willie the War Monroe. I think he had a decision over. Um, over Marvin Hagler as a, as a professional as well, but he came back and he beat those two guys. In fact, the only guy that he didn't beat in his entire career that that beat him. Um, was Sugar Ray Leonard. Of course, that was his last fight, April of 1987. But Marvin Hagler, he fought Juan Roldan. Juan Roldan almost, I mean, Ron Roldan did have him on the floor. Uh, questionable knockdown, but the bottom line is Roldan could crack. I mean, he fought some big guys. John the Beast Mugabe. I thought that was a fight that basically ruined Marvin Hagler. I really do. It was 1985. It was 85 or 80? Yeah, it was 1985. And no, take that back. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. Anyway, bottom line is the Mugabe fight was just too much for Hagler. He stood there toe to toe, went war to war, back and forth with this guy that could punch like crazy. I mean, John the, John the Beast Mugabe couldn't box very well, but he could punch. He was a natural puncher, okay? And Hagler said, you know what? I could beat him in his own game. He took unnecessary punishment down the road. But, of course, that set him up for the loss to Sugar Ray Leonard lose later. I'm telling you, the Thomas the Hitman Hearns fight, of course, that took place in 1985. The Mugabe fight took place in 1986. The Leonard fight took place in 1987. They were all once-a-time, once-a-year fights for Marvin Hagler back in the day, of course, when Marvin was the king of boxing. Pound for pound king, no doubt about that, of course. But then again, the controversial fight was Ray Leonard. And the reason why I'm bringing up Marvin Hagler is that I keep getting these emails. Pedro discussed the Ray Leonard fight for us as far as Marvin Hagler is concerned. How did it turn out being 7-5 as far as Ray Leonard was concerned? Listen, it's not too hard. I don't know why this is such a controversial decision in boxing history. September, what, 18th, 1981, something like that. Um, 
Tommy Hearns weighs in 145.3 pounds. He's light. He's supposed to weigh 147. In other words, they were upstairs in the sauna. They had they converted their bathroom at Caesar's Palace in the mansion, the little suite they had up there. They converted it into a sauna room by turning on the shower and keeping the steam in the room. Right? So they steamed Tommy down to 145.3 pounds instead of 147. Major error by Emmanuel Stewart, the Cronk Goldfather. No doubt about the Hall of Fame trainer. That was a major gaffe. No doubt about that. Bringing his, bringing his tall, lean, linky guy, lanky guy in it, almost a pound, more, a pound and a half under. No, that's a bad move. Of course, and then he went out and told Tommy to box Ray Leonard. I mean, why would you do that? You're the hit, man. You're destroying guys. You're knocking people dead. You, I mean, good Lord, man. If you hit anybody, they're going to sleep. Ask Pepino Cuevas. Now, I'm not trying to say that Pepino Cuevas and Ray Leonard are on the same levels. There's no doubt about that. Ray Leonard is in a different level than Pepino Cuevas. But what I'm trying to tell you is that you don't deviate your style. You don't go away from what brought you to the dance. And that's what Tommy the Hitman Hearns did. He became Tommy the Boxer. And then, of course, in the sixth round, he became Tommy, not the Hitman, but the Hurt Man when he took that body shot. He took that massive body shot because that shot to the ribs sort of cracked the rib from that point forward. He was fighting sort of frail and didn't want to commit himself and things like that. Couldn't throw. He couldn't throw at that point in time because that body shot took it out of him. Of course, he was stopped in the 14th round. And my man, Davey Pearl, was a referee. Man, Davey was a good guy. He was, of course, the, the bellman. Him and his brother were twins, I believe, and they were both bellmen in, in Las Vegas hotels. And that's how they sort of made their medals in the 1940s as bellmen originally. And, of course, Davey became a big insurance guy down there in Las Vegas. But Davey Pearl was a referee to stop Leonard Hearns. Tommy Hearns wasn't bitching, didn't say a word. You know, I mean, Manuel Stewart doesn't say nothing. They knew he was a beat man. But he didn't have to win, lose that night. He didn't have to. And these guys that fight Ray Leonard, they sort of, they get, they get, they get, they get mind screwed. And they just do, and they do what Ray wants them to do. Ray says, box me because I'm the best boxer in the world. So they box him. Doesn't make any sense. You're not going to beat the best boxer in the world, especially when you're the best puncher in the world. And that's what Tommy Hearns was. I and mean, without a doubt, the hardest puncher in the history of the heavy, of the welterweight division. Nobody hit harder than him. Nobody. Ask Roberto Duran at 154. He almost killed Duran at 154. Okay. That was a mismatch in size. People say to me, yeah, your boy Roberto Duran got beat by, by Tommy the Hitman Hearns. Yeah, but, but he beat Iran Barkley, who beat Tommy Hearns not once but twice. Of course, Tommy beat Tommy in June of 1988 by knockout. And then, of course, in the rematch, 175 pounds, he beat him over a decision, did Iran Barkley. Speaking of Iran, the Blade Barkley, somebody told me in the last couple of weeks that he has some prostate cancer issues, and we wish him the very best. Of course, a champion at 160, 168, and 175. He says he belongs in there with a group with Duran, Leonard, Hagler, Hearns. Not quite. Not quite. But the bottom line is, you're a notable fighter. Do you belong in the International Boxing Hall of Fame? Who really doesn't, as far as these great fighters are concerned? I mean, think about that. Some of these great, great fighters, I mean, do they deserve accolades? Without a doubt. Do they get them? Probably not. For the most part, most fighters like Daniel Little Red Lopez, I was thinking about him the other day. Of course, the former world featherweight champion, WBC champion down there in Southern California, a creation or product of Don Chargan and promoter Eileen Eaton at the Olympic Auditorium. Of course, they got him a lot of fights against guys who were like Scott Cuddy and guys like that, and maybe a little tougher than Cuddy, but they'd get him fights with guys like that, and of course, they'd build up his record, and then he, he rumbled for the title. He won the title, but you know, when he got lit up by Salvador Sanchez, that was like, that was like, he should have been arrested for like assault with a deadly weapon. He beat on beat on Lopez that bad. I mean, he just really did. And Daniel Little Red Lopez, in my mind, really wasn't worthy of um of being. I don't think he was that great of a fighter. So when you talk about Sanchez winning the title against Daniel Little Red Lopez, 
Hmm, I say, well, so what about Daniel Red Lopez? Maybe his brother, Indian Red Lopez, Ernie Indian Red Lopez, might have been better than him. Who knows? Anyway, you're tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Somebody asked me what's happening with John Jones. Of course, the MMA superstar. The undefeated lad, both at light heavyweight, now fighting in heavyweight, but he isn't fighting. He says he's going to wait out his year contract with the UFC and fight sometime in 2022. Does that mean he'll fight with the UFC? He wants to fight with Francis Ngannou. Ngannou being the undefeated, I take the bet, the unbeatable, unbe- he's been beaten three times, but he's unbeatable, I think, right now as far as UFC is concerned. Francis Ngannou is a monster. In fact, I think Francis Ngannou has got enough power and pop to contend in today's heavyweight division as far as heavyweight boxers are concerned. This is the UFC champion. Of course, I don't consider the UFC, nah, you know, I've got problems with Dana White, but the athletes are different. And this guy, Francis Ngannou, is special. Of course, he lost that Stippy Miocic fight the first time for the heavyweight title. Of course, he had Miocic out in the first round and lost a five-round decision because he got gassed. Of course, he came back and abused Miocic in a rematch. He just abused him and, of course, took the title back. He is the world heavyweight champion. But the fight people want to see in the world of mixed martial arts or this caged world of fighting is John Jones. They want to see John Jones, a kid, of course, training a kid. Young man, 34 years old, now training out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, of course, originally out of upstate New York. He's had his problems both in and out of the cage, more out of the cage than in the cage. Actually, in the cage, he's only lost one fight, and that was a disqualification fight. Of course, I think he elbowed somebody on the ground. Outside of that, John Jones is unbeaten, okay? Of course, him and Ngannou is a super fight, but... I think that for some reason he's going to try to screw Dana White out of this one. And more power to John Jones because if he could take a year off and still come back and contend and make the kind of money he thinks he should be making against Francis Ngannou, more power to him because he's challenging the big boy. He's challenging the big boy for all the marbles, okay, the UFC marbles. But you've got to have Dana White involved. Or or, or maybe Ngannou's contract is going to come out, is going to expire in the next year or so. And maybe he could walk away from the UFC as well because an independent fight, an independent fight set up by a promoter, which that fight would sell millions of buys. Absolutely no doubt about it. If you think Jake Paul can sell buys, if you think Floyd Mayweather against Stiffs can sell buys, I'm telling you, Vitor Belfort and Oscar De La Hoya can sell buys. That can sell buys, no doubt about that. Speaking of pay-per-view, as I said earlier, Canelo Alvarez is going to pay-per-view September 18th with Caleb Plant. Of course, Caleb Plant, the undefeated lad, 168-pound WBA champion, coming to us from, I think it's Nashville, Tennessee, now training in Las Vegas, Nevada. Somebody sent me a text here. What chance does Caleb Plant have? Like Don King says, slim and none and slim's out of town. He's got no chance whatsoever. I mean, the fact that he's trying to um, out-negotiate himself, over-negotiate himself in this fight is stupid. What I'm trying to say is get as much money as you can, but don't negotiate your way out of the fight, pal, because much like James Page, you don't end up getting knocked out for 100000 bucks. not when you can make multi-million dollars as far as, as, far as Canelo Alvarez. And speaking of welterweights, if these go back to the welterweights, I've got a text here as far as Crawford and Spence is concerned. My guy here... And he thinks that Crawford beats Spence hands down. Spence is going to have his hands full. Hands full, no doubt about that. Manny Pacquiao, because of the style. The style is going to present problems for him. I think the fact that he's left-handed, Manny holds that shoulder up this night. He throws that left cross really, really well. And he throws a right hook. And believe me, right hooks are a killer. Ernie Chavez beat the snot out of me with two, three punches in Las Vegas to the Showboat Hotel back in 1984 in the National Golden Glove Tournament. I kid you not. And all three were right hooks. I didn't see him. I just didn't see him coming. We trained with Southpaws. There's no doubt about it. You train with Southpaws. And somehow it's just, it's queer. It's just this. I, 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 I switch back and forth from Southpaw to Orthodox, Orthodox to Southpaw, this and then, or maybe fighting in the middle and square. But the bottom line is, 
you know, you think you've really trained for a southpaw. You say to yourself, I've really got this down. I know what I'm doing. I'll keep my hands up. I know to look out for the right hooks. I know to look for those straight left hands. And then somehow when you get in there, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I knew guys that couldn't beat left-handers. Andy Nance in particular, of course, the former number one ranked ring magazine junior welterweight in the world. Of course, he got that title because he got that ranking because he knew people and not because of what he could do. But the bottom line is he couldn't beat left-handers. He used to spar me in the gym. I used to beat him. He used to tell me, man, don't, don't spar left-handed. Don't spar left-handed. So what happened? Three weeks later, he goes and fights Eddie Nuno, Eddie Nuno in, La- in South Lake Tahoe, Nevada and loses a decision to a southpaw. You wouldn't train with left-handers, and you brought that on yourself. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Talent in the break. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. 
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812 800-215-6812 That's 800-215-6812 Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You hear that that funky sound there? That is the funky doctor himself, Stephen McKenzie Kuka, playing the baritone sax, of course, one of the founding members of Tower of Power. Upcoming fights in the world of boxing, of course, Conor Ben, the son of Nigel Ben, of course, unbeaten, I believe, at 147 pounds, taking 154 pounds, taking on Adrian Granados. That's going to be on the zone July 31st. Conor's a good looking fighter. Of course, it's tough for these guys, with the exception of Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., who will never live, to live up to his father's name, but it's tough for these guys to fight in their father's shadow. It's, it's just tough, man, because your father's a world champion. Your father's a real deal. And then you, people got to look at you, um, through a, through a prism that you're really not going to be what your father was because hunger is not involved. Like I told you with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., he lived in a mansion where they had people waiting on him left and foot, left and right. People cooked his food the whole nine yards. I kid you not. Okay. His father, his father lived in a, a railroad car. He took a pee outside in a can. That's why they, that's why he lived in Tijuana. I kid you not. So, Big difference between Julio Jr. and Julio Sr. And as far as today's fighters are concerned, that's basically what's happening as far as um, second generation is concerned because you're just not as hungry as your father was. Michael Coffey is a heavyweight to keep an eye on because unbeaten July 31st. He's going to go on Fox Sports, taking on Gerald Washington, of course, as a veteran. Mike the Bounty Hunter. I did his father's fight in Southern California, Z Channel. He's taking on Mike Wilson. Mike the Bounty Hunter was a hell of a head case. We went to China somehow. We blew his knee out. He ended up selling his passport, I believe. Was he, was he the one that sold his passport? No, no, he wasn't the one that sold his passport. Sir Jabalot sold his passport. Sir Jabalot said he lost his passport, but I was told he sold his passport for 2500 bucks. That was Keith McCurry. Keith denies it to the day, but the bottom line is all these little scandals happen when you run around the planet. Of course, all over the world, I've been 34 countries doing boxing. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the longest-running fight show in history. My name is Pedro Fernandez. On behalf of the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and my producer, Scott Cuddy, I thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget, Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and 24-7 on Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel for the video feed. Thank you so much for tuning in.